Presentation Skills for Design Students, Episode 12. Hello and welcome to Presentation Skills for Design Students, the podcast dedicated to helping design students everywhere become confident, creative communicators. My name's Christina Cantors, and I'm here to help you speak with confidence, create compelling presentations, and communicate your ideas like a boss. So let's get to it, shall we? Thanks so much for tuning in again, everyone. So excited. This is another solo show where I'm going to be sharing some really valuable tips, and it's based on some advice that I received when I was in my final year of university doing my architecture degree. And it was from, it's from my old lecturer, Dr. Peter Raisbeck, who I interviewed in episode 11. So I, so for more advice from him, I definitely recommend that you check that episode out. But first, I just want to share with you something amazing that I experienced this week. So if you've listened to episode nine, which is all about creating some communication goals. And I I shared with you what my communication goals were for 2014. One of those was to start going to Toastmasters, which is a an organization where people get together and practice their public speaking. And it's a really encouraging environment and you get feedback on how you speak. And it's all about developing your speaking skills, developing your leadership skills and and just getting more confident with standing up in front of people and sharing your thoughts and ideas. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm, I'm gonna do this. So I went to, so I emailed the ANZ Talk of the Town Toastmasters, who meet uh, in the ANZ building on Collins Street in the Docklands in Melbourne. They meet every second mon- Monday. And I emailed them, said, can I come along as a guest? And they said, yeah, sure, put your name on, on the guest list. So I rocked up. It was this mon- It was just this Monday and they meet from 6 till 8 o'clock. And I must say from my first Toastmasters experience, it was so much fun. There was about 30 people there and they were all really friendly, all really welcoming and they and it all and it's it's amazing they have this they have a schedule of what's going to happen and it runs exactly to time which is amazing i mean you you'd expect that from a group that's all about communications and and presenting something in a set space of time now i'll just give you just a, a quick overview of what went down at this toastmasters meeting that it included a well, they start they they it included a, a word of the day where someone got up and presented uh, a word that we had to try and use as much as possible throughout the evening and it was debilitating that was the word debilitating so we had to try and incorporate that into sentences throughout the evening and then there was someone who actually counted who or how many times people used that word and then we did a quick round robin where they gave us a topic and this particular topic was the Australian Open. So each person had to stand up for, it was just for, for 10 to 15 seconds and just say something about, to do, to do with the Australian Open and the tennis. When it came to my turn, I, I told them all how the Australian tennis player, Sam Stoza, her, her biceps have their own Twitter account 
and I'd hate to be struck by one of them because that would be quite debilitating. (laughs) So that's how I incorporated the word of the day. And then we had a few people present prepared speeches and each of these went for five to seven minutes and that was fantastic watching watching these people and they were people of all different abilities so and and the whole point of Toastmasters is to encourage people and to and to provide a supportive environment so you don't have to be already good at public speaking to go there and they're they're very encouraging very friendly and and after the those people gave their talks there were other people who were um, evaluating each of those speeches. So then they would get up afterwards and just talk for a couple of minutes about what that person did well and recommendations for what they could work on for next time and then another overall uh, evaluation of, of how they went. And then and then this is the scariest bit. They they do what they call table topics, which is one person gets up and, and provides a, a topic and then they call on random people to go up and talk about that topic for 60 to 90 seconds. And it doesn't sound like very long, but it when when I was watching other people do it, it was it felt like it was much much longer than that. And and because I didn't know if I was going to get called up, my heart was just racing. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? What if I get caught up? What am I going to say about this topic? So it was it was truly terrifying, but in a really awesome way. And I, I wasn't actually called up for uh, for this at this meeting. I don't know. I didn't know whether to be happy or or disappointed, but I'm sure I'll get called up at some point. So it was definitely a great way to get out of my comfort zone. So if you've been thinking about going to Toastmasters, just go and do it. And I know it's scary. It's a new thing, new people, but believe me, they are all really encouraging, really supportive, really friendly. So don't be afraid to just shoot them an email and say, hey, I'm really interested in in coming along as a guest. So I'll be doing, I'll be going along as a guest again. I think you can go as a guest a few times before you actually join and sign up. So I'll let you know how I go with with that. But in the meantime, if you're if you're on the fence about joining Toastmasters, if you really and if you really want to practice your speaking and meet other people as well who are also passionate about getting uh, about improving their leadership skills and their speaking abilities and their confidence, it's a it's a great way to do that. And I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to the Toastmasters website and and also to the ANZ Toastmasters that I that particular group that I went to. All right, now let's move on to this week's story from Studio. And this week it comes from Tristram, who is an architect in Melbourne. We were building some paper models, and we had to do this whole variety of paper models. And of course, we've all spent hours working on them. And um, at our next shoot. We start talking about how we use the model for the design process and how we ended up really focusing on and then needing to use that model for the um, design. And one of the other students was talking about, oh, look, how do, how do you not get so precious about um, this model being your actual design, not being the actual design? So I, I was up there standing up there at that particular time and he just grabbed all my models and tore them up into little pieces and said, it's just a model, it's not the design. 
just, just, it was if, look, you've just got to use it as a tool. It was a good little lesson to say, look, don't get so precious about your designs. Just because you've fluked something up with some paper doesn't actually mean it's going to be architecture or real architecture. Thanks, Tristram, for sharing your story with us. Another great lesson there. Don't get precious about your models because really they're just there as a design tool and and your design and concept is always going to be evolving and changing. And there's always that chance that you might accidentally step on it or sit on it or someone else might throw it out the window. So, so it's best to not get too attached to them. Now, if you'd like to share your story from studio, just head on over to designdrawspeak.com slash story. So just share your name and your story and what you learnt from it. There's something that we can all take away from your stories. All right, let's get into today's topic, which is all about how to present your entire design project in only five minutes. Impossible? Nope, there is a way, and I'm going to show you how. Picture this scenario. It's getting towards the end of semester. You've been working your butt off for weeks and weeks and weeks. You've been completely absorbed in your design project at uni, at home, on the train, most likely in your sleep as well, probably waking up in the middle of the night with, with nightmares or, or ideas or both. You know your project inside out, back to front. You know every single minute detail about it. You've spent countless hours doing precedent research, material studies or site analysis. You could easily talk about your project for hours. Then it gets to presentation time and you're given five minutes or, or maybe seven or even maybe eight if you're lucky and you think to yourself, but I've done so much work. There's so much to know about my project. How am I going to get it all across in only five minutes? Now I'm telling you, this is one of the challenges you will face throughout your entire student life, as well as in your professional life. You will meet people with whom you'll want to tell your ideas to and, and what you're all about. And this could be at networking events, in job interviews, or when, when you're working with builders, engineers, and other consultants, and of course, potential clients. And these days, people are always just super, super busy and just time poor. So the quicker you can get your message across clearly, the better. So these five-minute presentations that you have at school or university are really good practice at, at, at getting these ideas across. So so try and view them as opportunities and challenges to practice this rather than, rather than as an unavoidable task that you just want to get over and done with. So today I'm going to show you how you can go about choosing the most important bits about your project that you want to communicate to your audience. And I was given fantastic advice from Dr. Peter Raisbeck when I was in, I believe I was in my final year. I didn't learn this till the final year of, of my master's, my architecture master's degree. And I wish I'd learned this earlier. So I'm passing this on to you now in hopes that you can use it throughout your, your university career. 
And what I learned from Peter was that it's okay to only choose a few key points to get across. You don't, don't feel like you have to share everything. Now, Peter's exact words were, don't spill your guts. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he meant that literally too, because obviously being sick in front of an audience is never a good look. If, you, if you're going to literally spill your guts, go do it beforehand for sure. Now, it's just, it's just reality. You, you physically won't be able to say everything that there is to know about your project in those five minutes. So you must be selective and intentional about what you choose to say in your presentation. Okay, so don't, you don't need to spill your guts. Now, I've got three reasons why you don't need to spill your guts. Number one, the audience can only absorb so much information. Too much detail or too many points and believe me, they just won't remember it. Now, you may feel like you're repeating yourself, but that's okay. At least you know that your message is getting across. People, aren't, people won't be able to write down every single thing you say. And once you say it, it's, it's, it's gone. If it's not embedded in their brains, it's gone. So if, if you can pique the interest of your audience enough, then they can always go back to your physical presentation boards or your drawings or your booklet or whatever physical thing you've produced and that they can go back to that and to learn more in detail. Or they can ask you questions later if they want to know more. The second reason why you shouldn't spill your guts is it will help you remember what to say. Now, I know a lot of you stress, that, stress about forgetting something, forgetting to say something that's really important. I used to stress about this too. But if you have only a few points to talk about or if you know you're only addressing a few key, key themes, then there's just less to remember. So it'll just make for a less stressful presentation for you. And of course, if you do forget to say something, I'm telling you now, don't stress because that's what question time is for. I know you have a few minutes, in most presentations, you'll have a few minutes afterwards to answer questions from, from your tutor or from guest crits or from, from the audience. So use that as an opportunity to talk about stuff that you may have forgotten to say. So just don't stress. And, and if your tutor or if a design critic thinks that, sorry, a guest critic thinks that you have missed something, then, then they'll just ask you a question time. And don't and try and again don't try and, and stress about this. If they if, if a tutor says, "Oh, well, you didn't address this part of your project," you you don't need to say, "Oh, yeah, 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 I forgot to mention that. Um, I actually did think about this." You, just just stay calm and say, "Yes, yes, I did consider that, and this is what I did." So just be calm, take it in your stride, and talk as if it was all planned out that way, and that you didn't forget to say something. And this brings me to the third reason why you shouldn't spill your guts. It gives you something to talk about at question time. So think about this. If you manage to cram in 90% of your knowledge about your project into your presentation, that only leaves 10% of your knowledge to then share during question time. Okay. However, if you share, say, 
which is still a lot, by the way, it's a lot. If you share 50%, it gives you a lot more knowledge and, and information still in your head to play with. And, and another way to look at, at it is this. If you go into too much detail, the questions you get asked will, will, be, about, will be about the detail and it'll, it'll force your tutor to start picking on the, the nitty-gritty details that you actually may not have considered. And this will potentially make question time more stressful for you. I actually remember a, a student telling me once, well, I think you do need to tell them everything so that there are no questions at the end. If they don't need to ask questions, then that's a good sign. And I must say that I, I disagree with this actually because if there are no questions, then it just seems that you've really confused your audience and they actually don't know what to ask because they don't understand what your project's about. And they would just sit there and go, hmm, oh, okay. And also the point of your design crit is to invite discussion and receive feedback, especially if it's a, if it's a presentation that's midway through semester and you're going to keep working on it. This is how you learn. And besides, tutors and guest crits, they enjoy talking about design. So they want to ask you questions. They want to talk about it. So, so help them, help facilitate that discussion. And of course, often, like I said before, there's a few minutes, a few, a few minutes of question time will be built into your presentation segment. So it's best to be prepared for this. Just know that, okay, there will be questions. Okay, so how do we then go about selecting what we share in our presentation? Do you remember the two things? Whenever I have an interview, I like to ask my interviewee the two things question, which is based on the idea that any subject or topic can be summarized in just two things and and that's all you need to know. And everything else is just an application of those two things or it's just not important. So one exercise you can do is to try and distill your project down into two things. What are the two most important things that, that your project is about or that, that you would want someone to know about your project? So that, that will really help you determine what's important and what you want people to take away from it. So just think, if, if my audience only remembers two things about my project, what would those two things be? Okay, your next step is to then try and get those two things across in 60 seconds. So if you only had one minute to, communic- to communicate your design intentions to someone who had not seen your project before, what would you say? 60 seconds. Once you have those two things and you can explain them clearly and briefly and you just just practice and practice that, you can then go and flesh out the detail of those two things. So then you can think about what are the two things about each of those two things. So it's, it's all about just picking one or two key themes or ideas and then expanding on those rather than trying to cram five or more ideas into your talk. I'll give you an example from a project I did. It was an architecture project 
and I designed a, a cultural centre in Melbourne. So the two things about that project were, number one, it consists of two buildings, the big and the anti-big, that each respond to the streets they address. That was the first thing. And number two was that the buildings are formally expressed as clusters of tubes. So the first thing was about response to the site and the second was about form. And everything else about that project was in an application of those two things. So, for example, the functions within each building were related to the theme of big or anti-big. And then the circulation was based on the direction of the, of the, the tube clusters, et cetera, et cetera. So everything related back to those two things. Okay, and I've got one last trick for you that I also learned from Peter Raisbeck. Consider deliberately leaving out something that's not the most important thing, but something that's obvious to your audience. And that way, you're bound to get a question on it and it will be very easy for you to go ahead and then answer it. So, for example, for one of my projects, I designed a building out of timber logs. So the whole building was out of timber. But the building was located in a very high fire-prone area. Now, I deliberately didn't talk about the fire resistance of logs. And sure enough, I was asked about it and I was able to answer it really easily. And I used to stress out about question time, but if you can incorporate little tricks like this, it will help you a lot. So don't leave out something that's absolutely key and critical but leave out something that's still pretty obvious to your audience. So there you have it, some tips and tricks to help you present your whole semester's worth of work into a brief five-minute presentation. Now, do you have any tips of your own? If you do, I would love to hear them. Just leave a comment in the show notes at designdrawspeak.com slash 012. Okay, so now it's time for the challenge of the week. I mentioned earlier about the two things. For the challenge this week, I'd like you to have a go at the two things. It doesn't have to, doesn't have to be to do with your project. Think of a, any topic that you know really well and write down the two things that, in your opinion, you really need to know about that topic. So for example, for, for me, I love healthy eating. So the two things for me about healthy eating are number one, be organized. So this goes for shopping, food prep, carrying healthy snacks, etc. And number two, you can make any vegetable interesting and tasty if you just add olive oil, lemon juice, salt and pepper. So those are my, my two things about healthy eating. So give that a go and of course, if you'd like to share your two things, again, visit the show notes at designjawspeak.com slash 012 and leave a comment. And that, my friends, brings us to the end of episode 12. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review in the iTunes store. It just helps the podcast 
get recognized and discovered by more people. And that's what I want to do. I just want to reach as many people as I possibly can in order to help them become confident, creative communicators. I hope you have a fabulous week. And until, until next time, this has been Presentation Skills for Design Students, helping you become a confident, creative communicator.